after like doing a little bit of a, an analysis of like, I realized that most of my patients are coming from Kelly. Like I'm going to double down on that relationship. Mm. And then how can I essentially create three Kellys? Yeah. Right. Because now like I'm getting six people a week instead of two people a week. Hey, if you're looking to grow, scale, and automate your cash practice so you can have more time to do what you love, then this is the podcast for you. My name is Jackman, and welcome to the PT Cash Practice Industry Secret. Someone came up to you in the party, like, hey, what do you do, Dr. Aiden? Like, what would you say to them in, like, the simplest way? In the simplest way, I always say that I'm in sports medicine. Um, I try to create goal-centered long-term solutions for people's pain and injuries so that they don't have to come back to me. They can come back to me if they have any other injuries, but my goal is essentially to to get you out of the practice as much as possible. Like I want to give the tools to you um, mm. since, you're, since you're buying things from me, like, like as a value-centered practice, I want to make sure that like you're getting as much value as you can. You're not just kind of like wasting your money here coming coming every single week. And I'm not going to sell you on that dream. You know, I'm not going to sell you on something where it's like you have to come here um, for the rest of your life. Most people do because there's a lot of things that they want to work on. You know, so I work with people for quite some time. But like at the same time, there's always there's always an end goal to everything that I'm doing Hmm. because we're talking about that all the time. Got And how do you came up with this kind of value based practice and stuff like what most people did like how do you came up with this kind of concept of how you want to center around this um it's a great question actually um i've i guess the the short story is i needed to sleep at night in a way where i couldn't just mm. i couldn't ethically just keep telling people hey this is what you need which went contrary to how i would fix my own body if that makes mm. sense yeah you know what i'm saying so it's like yes. I, i've learned a lot through going through chiropractic education acupuncture all of these different things and i know that there's a way to naturally heal the body and you can do it by yourself if you want to wade through all of the information that's online or you can hire somebody like myself or you know, or like a you know some like a coach essentially you know to essentially help you heal yourself because at the end of the day you know it's your body that you're living in mm-hmm. so in a long story i guess like i uh i was in a few associateship positions and it was just like you know the the, the first model i was in was very chiro heavy so chiropractic mm-hmm. heavy office and it was just like the the incentive was essentially to get people in and keep a full books um to see as many patients as possible in as short a time as possible and I was like, okay, that kind of seems like all the problems that are going on in medicine as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, great business model, but didn't seem like we were actually moving the needle for people, you know? So that was a problem for me. Mm-hmm. Um, then the second practice I was in, uh, we, we it was more of an acupuncture heavy office sports medicine style, but like at the same time, the the sales strategy was always like, you know, essentially just keep people like keep getting people to come in. And I didn't agree with that either. I was like, okay, well, yeah, we agree that movement is going to be the thing that fixes people. So like, why are we not referring that out? Why are we not like addressing that as a main cause of concern? So 
it inspired me to create this practice because I left that practice after about six months. I was like, I, you know, I can't do this. Um, and I created this practice because I was like, okay, well, let's combine the good stuff that I do with passive care mm. and change that and make that into like a solutions oriented style of treatment so that we're actually, instead of just like getting people to book in and like essentially in like be a patient for forever, mm. what we're doing is we're transforming people and using what I like to call, I think Stu McGill uses this term too, the gift of injury. Like most people see me when they're injured. We can take that and be like, okay, well, maybe this hasn't been serving you the way that you've been moving hasn't been serving you for this this period of time. So we can take that and actually get people into moving in a sustainable way that keeps them going for the rest of their life. So, yeah, I guess that's that's the way. I mean, like, there wasn't any one experience. You know, it was always just I, thinking too much, I guess, and and then being like, you know, how can we essentially have an ethical business practice? Gotcha. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so what makes you like now? So you you decided, hey, these uh these things doesn't really work ethically. Like these things doesn't really work in the long run. They are like kind of like burn and churn, mm-hmm. get patient in and out, in and out. Like you want to create something on your own. So like the moment you decided to create something of your own, like the next step is like how do you learn everything? Like marketing, sales, operation, hiring, all the stuff. Like where do you get those information from? Like switching from a clinician mindset, I think the same thing for PT and chiropractic. Like you're going to school, you're learning to be a good clinician. Correct. How do you switch from that to, okay, now I operate a business. I need to learn all these stuff. This is a great question, man. Um, <laughs> long story short, I had to read a lot of books and mm-hmm. I had to consume a lot of content that was unfamiliar to me. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I kind of, open my doors with with two big guiding principles, two kind of like north stars. The first was I did, I wanted to create a culture and experience that was much different than any of the other associateships that I've been a part of. Mm-hmm. Meaning like I want I want my clinicians, the employees that I have to feel like there's autonomy. Um I want there to feel like they have the agency to like come to me with anything that they think would be a great idea for the clinic and for their practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sit down and actually talk about goals with them, you know, what they, where they want to be financially, you know, uh, personally, all of these different things. Um, so that if, so that I can help them essentially accomplish those. Um, so on one end, I wanted to create a really positive experience and create a really strong financial um place for each employee um, because they're the ones that are doing the work. They're the ones that are going and getting the education. Why is that not being rewarded? Because they're essentially creating the best experience possible for a patient, for a client. Um, So there was that. The other thing that I wanted to do, so that was more the business side. That was more of like the culture, the team, the environment that we don't get in in school. Mm -hmm. Second thing was I wanted to create – a clinic because most doctor's offices don't do a very good job marketing. They don't do a very good mm. job understanding like how to bring in patients, how to talk about finances, how to do all this stuff. And so that was the other like North Star was like I wanted to create multiple acquisition channels for for patients. Mm. Um, and I will say that like none of this is fully fl- fully fleshed out. Like 
I'm still learning these things and I probably will be for the rest of my career. Yeah. But it started me going down the path of like learning marketing, learning sales, understanding how to essentially do that in a way it's, that's, that's ethical and also like, I guess, more value centered. Uh, for example, like I don't love the term sales. I think it's kind of greasy. It gets like this, this negative connotation. But what I kind of chalk sales up to is like sitting down and listening to somebody. Um, and I, I really took this away from like a lot of Jordan, Jordan Belfort stuff. Like he's like yeah. salespeople, like just listen, you know, and it's like all you do is you listen, listen to somebody's story and understand where their pain points are and be like, OK, like I have a solution for you or I don't have a solution for you. And that's it. You know, and that's what I teach my people, because like if you can actually listen to people, you're already doing half the job. And I would say that that's one of the big things that the conventional medical system doesn't do what very well at all. Um, so, yeah, it was a combination between those two things. One, like really best business practices, creating a really solid culture. I was like, I've never had that in any of my um, previous experiences. So, like, I really want to make sure that that's that's a thing. And the way that we're doing that is just like. I have to learn leadership, you know, like doing a lot of learning from leadership, doing uh, actually reading Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink right now, which is fantastic. Um, and then creating like a structure. Uh, what's the name again? Extreme Leadership? Extreme Ownership. Oh, extreme Ownership. Jocko Willink. Fantastic. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, and then... So like like learning like my own my own deficiencies as a as a leader because I've never had to be at the top of a company before understanding how to delegate is is one of those things where I'm like wow I sucked at that um, and then really just kind of like being like okay well how can I learn from all my friends and and things like that who are like who have their own businesses just really networking and doing that and just being like all right these are things that you're implementing that are really really effective for example I got this from one of my one of my friends from Canada. And they both opened up a clinic up there and they're implementing this really strong, like, like leadership strategy where, you know, like they're talking, they're sitting people down with goals where they're talking about like this, these people are essentially the people that are like running the clinic and being just clinicians. The second tier of people are being um, more so like leaders in the company. So they're actually running the clinic um, and they're running each department. So, mm. and then like, there's two people at the top that are essentially running the brand. So. And it's like these like these these strategies that are implemented, and and I, it really comes from I think um, having a very organized structure. So, and I would say every single clinic that I've worked in in the past, that wasn't the case. So, so yeah, I hope that answered your question. I, I totally yeah did. yeah a lot of information actually really good. So um, I know you also work at work with the uh, U.S. national team, right? The squash. Yeah team. yeah yeah. How do you balance? these two things uh, currently? Um, it's tough. I would say that the best the best strategy is, is solid communication, mm -hmm. uh, which I'm still getting better at. Um, I'm definitely not the best at, you know, maintaining like all of the things and, and being on task with all of the all of the deadlines and things like that. I'm the first person to say that, you know, like I, I suck mm -hmm. at it and I'm still learning. Um, but I would say that understanding and setting boundaries um, around the clinic, understanding like what the what the tasks are that I need to do during the week, 
Um, and then also like on the other end, like being like knowing and having those expectations of like, this is how we're doing it. So the way that the way that I work with um, U.S. squash is like they'll give me um, a day of the week that I need to go in and just treat all the athletes. So I'll mm-hmm. just do that on a Monday. And Mondays are usually my admin day. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, in a sweatshirt, like working mm-hmm. on all my clinic stuff, my back end office stuff, reaching out to patients, uh, making sure they're all scheduled in, taking care of that stuff. Um, so I'll just take one day and um, I'll go in for eight hours and just treat everybody. Mm. The other thing that I do is since like all of the players are touring all around the world, but Philly is the hub right now, they'll essentially just get um, a subsidized um, plan at my at my clinic as well. Mm. So they essentially have like roughly a thousand bucks to spend um, with all the services that we provide. That way we can essentially keep maintaining and if, if somebody's actively working on something, we're like, okay, sweet, we're going to hit this, you know, and work on these things. So, yeah, that's essentially how I do it. And in terms of, I guess, like how that relationship is managed, it's, it's a lot of me just talk, like talking to the strength and conditioning coach and setting up times because Bridget is, she's amazing. I mean, she's essentially running the whole ship over there. So mm-hmm. she makes, she's constantly getting feedback from the athletes being like, you know, Hey, I was do, doing this thing. I saw Aiden, it got better. Or like, hey, I was doing this thing. I saw Aiden, and it really didn't change. Um, you know, we have to admit that we don't get everything better. Um, mm. And um, and yeah, so it's like it's like she's kind of like the liaison for everything, which she does mm. an amazing job of. And then I'm kind of like that outside contractor for the for the operation. Um, I will say it's nice when you're working for a team that's not so like I guess profit based. You know, like. Squash is more of like a non non nonprofit organization, and um, it's a lot easier, you know, because I can essentially come in and be like, okay, sweet, like you guys don't have physical therapy, let's you know help you out with that. Um, you know, you guys don't have nutrition, like you know, let me uh, connect you guys with somebody that might help you with that. So it's it's a little bit cooler, you know. Gotcha, that makes sense. And so it kind of um, got me to the next questions, like, what is your current clinic side looking like like the caseload the revenue side of thing like and then what are you what are your three and six months go of your yeah. clinic oh sweet great question um right now we're doing anywhere from like 10 to twenty thousand a month mm. um it's decent but like each month teaches me the things that i need to clean up in the operation a lot mm. of the things right now is is uh creating the roadmap for each patient, like making sure that like they know their responsibilities and expectations as a patient. They know my responsibilities and expectations as their doctor. And then, you know, like my PT knows how to essentially implement that as well. Um, so yeah, we're doing, we're doing around like 10 to 20. Uh, we started in July, so it's been pretty good. Um, for me, yeah, less than a year. <laughs> less than a year, yeah. So, like, yeah. my my initial goal with like the first six months in practice was to be um, beating like a, a one hundred thousand per year revenue. Um, so currently, we're we're doing that. Um, yeah, congrats. Thanks, and I mean, like, obviously, you have to balance all of the other things too. But like, my rent is essentially lumped in with my gross profit percentage. So, like, I I knew that that was going to scale with how I how I opened up because that was my one of my biggest fears. I didn't want to like, I didn't take a loan to run this. It was just kind of like, okay, 
like I have to essentially keep my overhead as low as possible. So yeah. Gotcha. And so what is your current like marketing and sales process look like? Like I saw you your your page you has a community outreach manager. So you have a guy or a girl who essentially does all your outreach for you, right? Or you do you do everything anything yourself? Kind of. Um she's she's my partner, so I live with Shelby Joy and um she has a full time job and she works with me essentially part time. Mm. Um so she doesn't necessarily do all of the outreach. Mm. And this is where essentially like, you know, the leadership communication comes into it because I'm like, hey, what do you have capacity for? Mm. Uh and what can we essentially measure as KPIs for this? Yeah. So one of the things that we're working on is like consistent social media posts right mm. so trying to be like hey shelby joy like this is what we need um are we able to do that like how are we essentially going to hold on i'm just getting a, a call um how are we essentially going to meet that what do we need to do to like in terms of strategies and checklists to like accomplish that so mm. we're dialing that process in because i've consistently wanted three three social media posts like a week which mm. I just want to build brand recognition. Yeah. But I've also found that doubling down on my referral sources has been way more beneficial. So mm -hmm. that's been a lot of my marketing strategy these last, this quarter one for sure. But then seeing that from essentially like quarter four of last year. So for example, um, working with a regenerative medicine doctor, she's an orthopedic regenerative medicine doctor, does like PRP prolotherapy, that kind of stuff. Um, and I treated her son and um, she was just like, oh, like, go see Aiden, go see Aiden, go see Aiden. So yeah, that's that's been an, an amazing referral source for me. Gotcha. So, so yeah, that makes sense. So your main, your main chunk of client or patient came in from word of mouth or referrals. And then you're trying to build something else up too, right? Like the social media, Correct. Yeah. yeah. So I, I really realized coming out of because I was trying to do way too much at first, at way yeah. too much at once. And and it wasn't really super effective. Um, so now I'm like, OK, well, my goal is get stuff busy. I need to really focus on the things that like the 80-20. Yeah. Pareto. Right. Exactly. It's really important to understand like where like after like doing a little bit of a, an analysis of like. I realized that most of my patients are coming from Kelly. Like I'm going to double down on that relationship. Mm. And then how can I essentially create three Kellys? Yeah. Right. Because now like I'm getting six people a week instead of two people a week just from referral sources. And I think that that's really important is like creating those relationships and aligning yourself with people who essentially need what you do. That helps them. So creating that win-win relationship with people. So yeah, I'm doing that with with uh, with her, but then also with gyms in the area too, because the gyms are essentially seeing people that might need help in that capacity. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the PT Cash Practice Industry Secret. Um, before I let you go, real quick, all right. Um, if you haven't already, make sure to share this out so more people can get access to the industry secret to grow and automate their cash practice. By the way, if you would like to work with us to take your digital marketing game to the next level 
dominate your online presence. Uh, simply go to www.growth.one and schedule in your free strategy session. Looking forward to talk to you soon. I'm going to go get dinner now.